right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode number 26 of the NBA Anonymous podcast. Coming to you once again from the NBA Anonymous Lair. Here with my boy, ATM. ATM, how you doing? Yes, yes, y'all. We hear episode 26, that Kyle Cover episode. That... That Judd Buechler episode. That Calvin Cato episode. That 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 Lester Hudson episode. That motherfucking Al Ferrari episode, man. That's oh, right. Man. That's oh a, man, that's a real person. Pulling that one out from depths. Nineteen forty nine Hawks. Look him up. Anyway, ATM. Why don't we just jump right into it, ATM? We got one of the most exciting game ones I've ever seen in my life. Houston, Golden State of the Western Conference Finals, twenty eighteen. That was a hell of a game one, especially the first half. Insane. You could just see the tension between these two teams. You could see that that the Rockets are trying really hard to play their, their style of basketball, and it's really not working for them, the iso ball. Where did you see that game one, ATM? It was a very exciting game one indeed. Uh, this was supposed to be the real finals, and it was holding up to that uh, reputation for the first three quarters, and then Golden State just decided to take over the game completely. Put the ball in KD's hands and just, uh, it wasn't a match towards the end. It wasn't fair. Like, watching KD play in that game was not fair. That reminded me of the finals last year when he just took over, went crazy, won the MVP. And it just seems like he's so much better than everyone else. Like, it's honestly, like, if he wanted to do it, he could score on every single play. Right. I mean, Steph Curry made one three-pointer and they still won by double digits. So, that tells you something. That's not going to happen again, Steph Curry making only one three. That's amazing. Yeah, Steph had a bad game for his standards, and they still dominated them. Clay had a good game. Draymond, I thought, did something really smart. At the beginning of the game, they came out sluggish. <laughs> the Rockets scored, I think, two threes in a row. It was like 6-0. And Draymond just pushed Harden, just got in his face, just shoved him in the throat, and that set the tone for the rest of the game. That was a really smart move. Very veteran move, knowing that he's not going to get kicked out in the beginning of the game because the referees don't really want to dictate the outcome because yeah. that's been talked about so much, that's especially right. with him. So he got that one technical, and then he kept pushing it for the rest of the game. He knew he wasn't going to get a second technical. Very so, veteran move. That was a good move by Draymond right there. Um, another thing I noticed is the style that Houston... So Houston's offense, they don't have plays. It's just iso ball. So right. it just... Either CP3 or Harden at the top of the key, they try to drive and either get fouled or score or drive and kick it out. That's the only play they have. There, there were several uh, shot clock violations in. I think there was two in the first quarter, maybe three on the game, and it seemed like they were getting down to the wire on a lot of the shot clocks, a lot of their possessions. Um, what do you think about that? Is it was it was it more the defense that Golden State is playing, or do you think that the style that Houston plays is not one that works currently in, in NBA, like the hero ball style that you know Kobe and Jordan made popular? First of all, those guys uh, didn't dribble as much as these guys do, which part of I think that's part of the reason why they're always tired towards the end of the game, especially James Harden uh-huh. with all that dribbling he's got to do. That that takes a toll on you uh, towards the end of the game, uh, but. <clears throat> I think that Houston's style of play uh-huh. is the problem here, not Golden State's defense. Uh, they've been doing it all season. They've been playing this iso ball, and it might work in the regular season, but when it comes in crunch time in the playoffs, you got to adjust. And Mike D'Antoni came out and said that they're just going to play their style. They're not going to make any adjustments for Game 2. Yeah, that's right. He did say that. We have a Game 2 coming up in like 15 minutes, so you know we don't know what's going to happen there. I think it's going to be another Golden State victory. I hope, actually, that Houston wins because I got Golden State for in the series. I bet on them. 
to win in five. So I hope it's not a sweep. I got five and I got six. So if Bookie Rose is listening, yo, Bookie, I'm coming for that money. I just need one <laughs> Rockets win, at least one. It's definitely not going to seven. We saw in game one, we can we can tell. Like it's not going to seven. It's gonna be five probably. It's looking like five, maybe a sweep, ATM. So NBA Anonymous needs one Rockets win at least. I do. And if uh, Mike D'Antoni's not willing to make any adjustments, I don't know if that's going to happen, NBA Anonymous. Well, then Bookie Rose will get paid. That's what it's looking like. Stays in the family. Thanks to Mike D'Antoni. Maybe you should write him a thank you later. <laughs> yeah, and thanks to the government for making uh, gambling legal. I don't know if it's going to be legal in the state soon or anything. ATM, I know you used to be a big gambler. You had a, a segment on this podcast where you gave out a lot of... Um, incorrect picks and uh and we had to re- retire that because of uh just reasons beyond our control but that was, that was, that was years ago that was a long time ago <laughs> that's right what do you think about this ruling though atm are you uh are you for it yeah i'm for it i, I mean it's a long time coming i think it should have been legalized a long time ago if, if uh, uh if marijuana is legal and uh, uh-huh. then uh, that should be legal as well okay cool all right, all the things that you love are becoming legal now. <laughs> so, the, uh, by the way, the reason we haven't done a podcast in so long is because ATM has been in Laos doing some humanitarian work. Uh, do you want to talk about it, ATM? Uh, maybe we'll save that for next time. You want to save it for the Laos Just episode? Gather my thoughts a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. No problem, no problem. Uh, why don't we move on to uh, the other series, the Eastern Conference Finals, Boston-Cleveland, which has turned out to be a kind of a stinker. Um, LeBron James is a beast we know this we know this however the celtics are somehow putting it together there and they are not only beating them they're dominating the series like it's not even neither game has been close so first of all atm who's gonna win the series secondly what's up what's up why is boston playing so well is it coaching or is it some is it just like their their players are just developing at the right time what is it it's a combination of Boston having a great system and a great coach uh-huh. and players that have bought into that system and a combination of uh, Cleveland just not playing as a team at all I mean that's been going on all season it's not nothing new uh-huh. uh, LeBron just out of sheer uh, uh, own capability dragged them to the conference finals but I don't think it's going to go any further to be honest with you they might win a game or two but I don't see them winning the series so you think it's going to be Boston in the finals against unfortunately yeah I do think that okay and then who do you think so if it's Boston Golden State in the finals I think that's a really really easy road for Golden State I mean just throughout the playoffs they had the Spurs in the first round this depleted Spurs scene the second round was maybe their I mean judging uh by it going to i think what oh it just went to five, five games. games but I, I feel like the, the the pelicans are even putting up a stronger fight than uh, what i saw from the from the rockets in in one game well we saw one game so i think that i think they'll do some stuff uh they're definitely more talented than the pelicans so they'll definitely do some more things yeah but uh i mean i don't think anyone's getting in the way of the warriors i mean let's be honest they're yeah too good too talented too many players that can do too many things uh-huh and they play the right way, and they have the experience. I mean, just no weaknesses at this point. Right. Good points. Good points all around, ATM. Well done. Thank well you. Done. Thank you. Um, here's the other thing. So this is something we talked about a little bit earlier, but LeBron. Obviously, LeBron is a beast. We know this. Uh, he's one of the best players of all time. Um, the first time he went to the finals was 2007 against the Spurs. They got swept. Correct. So, do you think LeBron was better in his first finals, or do you think he's better now? 
That's actually a great question because everyone thinks that LeBron is playing the best that he's ever played currently. Yes. Now, is that team that he took in 2007 better than this team currently? I don't believe so. No, they're not. And I will read to you the the other members of that team, at least the ones that played. Okay, so this is the 2007 Cavs that went to the finals, the NBA finals. So check out this team. You got LeBron. And that's pretty much it. The rest of the team is garbage, like literally. Drew Gooden, Daniel Gibson, Sasha Pavlovich, Ilgoskis. That was the starting five. You have Anderson Verjao, Damon Jones, Danielle Marshall, Eric Snow, and Larry Hughes. That's the rest of the team. Jesus. That team is really bad. That is worse than his current team. Like, significantly worse. Definitely that, worse. That is, a, that is a, an insanely bad team. I can't believe they made it to the finals. Are you telling me Mike Brown is that much better of a coach than Teron Lue? I mean, he got swept, so maybe not. But I think They did get to the finals, and it's not like they beat some uh, crap team to get there. I mean, they beat a championship Detroit Piston team. Yeah, that's right. That was a really good team. So... I guess the East was weaker back then. LeBron was only 22 years old, and he did he was, have more gas in the tank? Is that maybe? What it is? I mean, he was putting up 22, seven and seven in the finals, and he does. He's putting up better numbers than that currently. So, would you rather have a little bit less skill on him with more gas in the tank, or less gas in the tank and he just knows everything on the court? I think for longevity's longevity, it's going to be more skill, mm-hmm. less gas, and gas in the tank. Even now, when you watch. The Cavs play. You don't. He doesn't actually run that much. He goes to his spots, and he knows he knows where to be exactly where to be. And he goes and he stands there. He doesn't move too much. He's he's smart with the way he moves. So, I think he's gonna play for a long time. Um, I can't believe it that he's actually you know better than he was 11 years ago, and he's been in the league for like 15 years. Uh, that's insane. That's I don't know how that's possible, but somehow he's doing it. So. It's just, you know, people people hate on LeBron. People uh, love LeBron and say he's the best ever. I think we should just at least appreciate it because this is something that no one else, uh, I've seen no one else do. And, and, you know, we've watched Kobe's whole career. Um, and even he didn't do it. Like, like he, he, he wasn't getting better in his 15th year. Um, so I, I really don't know how he's doing it. But it's very impressive. Very impressive to watch. So this gets to another part of the sports world, the the big debate that's going on right now, and has been going on all season, the MJ versus LeBron debate. Uh, something that we're, we're not going to really get into, we'll you know, glaze over it a little bit, but a point that I want to make is, why is Kobe lost within this debate? Obviously, we're Laker fans, you can think of us as homers, but seriously though, what is going on? Like, is is that is that just a forgotten part of NBA history? What Kobe did in like the early, mid, and late two thousands? Like that was just he dominated that decade. It was insane. It was great to watch. Unfortunately, LeBron and Kobe never met in the finals. We could have actually maybe had a more definitive uh, perspective of who is better, or maybe Kobe could have been part of that argument had they met in the finals and and had Kobe and the Lakers beat them. Unfortunately, they didn't. They traded off a little bit in the late 2000s. Um, Kobe going, then LeBron going, then Kobe going to the finals. And they never met there. But why is Kobe lost in this debate? Do you remember how much Kobe used to get double teamed? Like I Triple like, teamed. Yeah, sometimes. triple teamed. And maybe that's because he didn't pass that much. But I feel like MJ and Kobe were more were defended harder than LeBron is. Maybe LeBron is bigger, and, they, and defenders know that they can't get 
they can't put too many people on him because he'll make a play uh, by passing it or something. But I just feel like Kobe doesn't get his fair share in that debate. Well, MJ and Kobe, those type of players, they, they drew the attention of the whole team. I mean, all all day and all day before, all the coaches are preparing for is how we're going to stop this guy. They're not worried about anyone else on the team. Uh-huh. They're not worried about D. Wade, Chris Bosh, or Kyrie Irving. They're not worried about any sidekicks. It's only about Kobe and only about Michael. Uh-huh. So that that's number one. <clears throat> that becomes harder to score. Number two is um, the the hand check rule was there at the time. LeBron has not played with the hand check rule in play. So right. that's another thing that makes it a lot more difficult to score the ball. You can't have your hand on the defender exactly while defending them. A lot of people don't know the hand check rule. Thank you for explaining you that. You got it. Anonymous. No problem. So, well, yeah, that was my point. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Also, I think the evolution of the NBA to be to be less of a hero ball league and more of a team oriented league which maybe uh the warriors shepherded a little bit um with their style of play i think that lends to lebron's skill set more and will let him play longer because he can make plays without the ball and he can pass and get his teammates open and he makes the people around him a lot better so he's more of a team player than than mj or kobe maybe he's not as much of a killer as those guys but he is more of a team player than those guys. And that's where the league is going to. Like, you could put LeBron on literally any team. Literally any team in the East. The Hawks, the worst team. And they would have. A, they would probably go to the, the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, for sure. Just one guy, like, on any team would completely change it. And I don't know if... That's ridiculous. And the fact that he can do that, like, Kobe and MJ couldn't do that. I mean, they would help you in, with, with leadership and scoring, but they're not going to make the whole team significantly better. Yeah, those guys, for sure. They're different types of players, different types of winners, different types of competitors. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're, you're right on that LeBron point where uh, you can put them on any team in the East and they're going to be in the same spot that they're in right now. Yes, sir. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's touch on the NBA draft lottery a little bit. We'll keep this pod kind of short and sweet. Um, so the draft lottery was yesterday. The first three picks are Phoenix, Sacramento, and Atlanta. Memphis has the fourth pick. They got shafted a little bit. They had the second worst record. And uh, this draft is okay. I, it's not as stacked as, for example, last year's draft was very good. This year, we're going to have players like Aiton and Luka Doncic coming out of uh, Luka Doncic from Europe. Um, it's going to be, I think, maybe a, a two or three a person draft. Like, there's going to be two or three good players, all-star level, maybe superstar level, maybe one superstar level player. But it's not a very stacked draft. So... If let's say you're a team like for example that has a later lottery pick, ATM, maybe the Clippers that have the 12 and 13 picks, what do you do in that situation? Do you trade out of it? Example. Well, trading out of it is going to be difficult if all the talent is at the top. Uh, none of the top teams are going to want to trade their top. It's towards the end of the top 10, in my opinion. Also, if those can slip to the Clippers, perhaps uh-huh. one of the Bridges brothers, they're good. They're going to be good in the NBA. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, maybe Otto Porter falls due to injury or Trey. A good point guard that's supposed to be coming out. So a lot of people can slip in this draft. Yeah, yeah, no, those are good players. I think Collis Axon is actually pretty good. He's overrated. I don't, I don't really get it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how he is in the NBA. Uh, but he's getting Steph Curry comparison. So if you're starting with that, that's not. It, these these kids are almost like, come on, guys, don't compare him to Steph Curry. You're gonna, you're setting him up for failure already. Um, don't worry, the Knicks will draft him anyway. The Knicks probably will draft him. To be honest with you. 
they have uh, what do they have? They have the, the ninth pick. Right, right? There, if he, right there. If he slips, if he slips, they might take him. But New York, like the Knicks, never have like a good draft. I feel like they haven't had a good draft in forever. Maybe since Porzingis. Since I mean, I guess Porzingis was kind of like a diamond in the rough. Amazing that they got him, but that when they drafted him, that wasn't an exciting pick. New York didn't want him. He turned out to be really good. Um, it'd be cool to see New York get a top three pick, get like the one or two pick, get New York back, you know, back in the mix of it. Yeah, if David Stern was still in the NBA, New York would have the number one pick. Yeah, somehow they, miraculously get the number one pick this year. They might have the number one and two pick. Yeah, if, if Stern was still here, if Big Daddy Stern was still around. Um, R.I.P. David Stern. Um, but anyway, the Philadelphia Sixers—they have the Lakers pick, which is the tenth pick. And I'm glad I went to the Sixers and not the Celtics. I'm very glad about that. But still, it would have been nice to have that pick. Um, we do the 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 Lakers still do have the 25th pick, and as you know, we got Kuzma at 27 last year. So who knows? Maybe we find the next Kyle Kuzma. See what happens. And this pick is, uh, by the way, just to point it out for some Laker fans, it's the after effects of the Steve Nash trade. Right. So, so still getting sp- scraped for that one. Yeah, so this is the end of the Steve Nash trade. That's finally over. Finally done with that, right? That's done. We're good. The only thing we need to get rid of now is Luol Deng. The Lakers really need to get rid of that contract. And they might have to package, like, one of our rookies with it, which is really sad. Like, they might have to get rid of Kuzma or, like, someone like that in order to get rid of that contract and take another contract back. That other contract better be a good player for giving Kyle Kuzma. Shit. Would you, would you trade? Okay, so would you? Let's say would you trade Kyle Kuzma and Luol Deng for Demarcus Cousins? No. Hmm. Interesting. The Why DeMar- not? He's coming off Achilles injury. How can you trust that? I mean, he's gonna get a big. He's gonna get a big deal though. I hope it's not from the Lakers because I don't trust that. What I about know. what are your thoughts on Kawhi to the Lakers ATM? There are some mumblings about that. Would you like him on the team? Yes, please, PLZ. But I think the ideal situation would be if the Lakers got LeBron and Paul George. That works as well. Or LeBron opposed, and Kawhi. You think LeBron and Kawhi would work better than LeBron and Paul George? I don't know if it works in the numbers or Kawhi the doesn't have that. Kawhi, here's the thing about Kawhi. He doesn't have that LA thing. Like there's an X factor. There's a you already got LeBron, though. There's a certain amount of swag. You need you need that. I mean, you need to have that. Kobe had it. Shaq had it. Do both the do both guys need it? If, yes, and Le- everyone LeBron's needs here. it. Everyone needs, LeBron's got a lot, but I like Kawhi is just he's like Teflon for swag. Like the swag like <laughs> literally slides off his body. He can't hold on to any swag. It's, That's a good point. <laughs> he, he's he's resistant. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I'd be happy with with him. I think he's really good, but. I'd rather have LeBron and Paul George. I think that's a more exciting duo um, to to target. I think Paul George is, is definitely going to happen, and we'll see if, if LeBron happens. But it should be a pretty exciting summer. Paul George actually had a low-key pretty good season, if you look at his numbers. Everyone thinks they had a bad season and all because they looked bad in the playoffs, uh-huh. but he's he, had, a great he had a defender. pretty good season. Yeah, he had, he had and he good, shot the three well this year, too. He had good sets. I think he was up there for Defensive Player of the Year voting. Um, and he might have led the league in steals or something like that. And he shot the three forty percent Good numbers. Volume. Good numbers. Uh, anyway, I think that about wraps it up, ATM. The only thing left on my list is um, Raymond Felton metric stats, which Ooh. we will be addressing shortly. We don't have time for that. Not today. now, but very soon. Yeah, yeah. Very soon. Anything else, uh, ATM? Anything you want to plug? Let's go watch this game. That's a cool hat. Where'd you get that hat from, ATM? This is actually a dad brand apparel. Oh, Dad Brand Apparel. It's one of my uh, Our favorite, presenting sponsor. It's one of my favorite brands. Excellent brand. I wear it on a daily basis. Really high quality hats. 
you guys were wondering. Great, great hats. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. That has been the Al Ferrari episode 26. And we will be back soon before the finals with another podcast for you guys. Al Ferrari, baby. Yeah.